Hi guys, it's Udo's and welcome to the Udo's show. Today I have a very special guest. His name is Jason Falovich and he used to be the manager of Evander Holyfield and he's the co-owner of NFT Play Playline and Leverage uh, with Mark Cuban. So thank you so much, Jason, for joining me today on my show. My and pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Happy to see you. Thank oh, this June, my June. June, yes, I'm Persian. I love, I fucking love Persians. I, I, I love like, oh, just good vibes with them. Good people. Do you eat like a lot of Persian food? I love Persian food. I, I just love Persians. Like my boy, I don't know if you know my boy Tohi, uh, Puban, yeah, um, um, Imani. Who? Uh, I don't know if you know um, Amir, who's a great collector in NFTs. Yeah. Yeah, like just such 3F, like the the, the amount of Persians in the NFT space, and they're all fucking amazing people. Nimani's cool too. Like, I I love Persians, I really do, and I love you too. So, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, hell yeah, my Junets, Junets, (laughs) June. So, so I'm just gonna, uh, you know, put it out there because I'm sure a lot of people they're still like not understanding and everything. But what exactly is an NFT, and why, uh, you know, would you want to invest in it, or like why did you want to focus on that? Sure. So, is it best to tell you where I kind of how I got started in NFTs? Because yeah, um, that's kind of the cool part, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I want to say back in 2019. I sold half of uh, one of my companies to Mark Cuban. It was a social media company. And then, you know, we joined forces and we, you know, we were getting involved in the social space and just creating more uh, platforms together. And then in January, Mark says to us, he goes, we're going all in on NFTs. I'm like, what the fuck is an NFT? Like most yeah. people said, <laughs> I went on, on, on Instagram. I looked at the hashtags and it was like 1200 hashtags. I'm like, why is he so big on this shit? I went to Google NFT. It was like nothing there. No yeah. one knew. I didn't know what it was, but I, I, I realized like last time Mark said he's going all in on something. He put a billion dollars into Amazon. So I figure the genius he is, he knows what he's talking about. And that's how I got into NFTs actually. So yeah, you know, people look at me as the pioneer of the space. I built at NFT across social and I kind of brought it into the mainstream and I, you know, we were just the only ones and built it very well. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you know, Cuban, Cuban put that on my radar. So that's how I got started. I want, I want to say about January, February, 2021 mm-hmm. um, is when I, when I jumped in and then, you know, it just became an amazing ride. And, and, and we had, we built the greatest platforms I think ever. And it was almost like a cultural revolution. Um, it was just, it, you know, for, for our generation, this is our, our dot-com boom, right? So it was a huge huge undertaking we, we we took but i think we did a fantastic job in building the nft brand and making it bring it into the mainstream what is an nft um yeah. a non-fungible token yes. so it's, it's almost like a digital letter of authenticity it says what you own is real and there's no way you can question it because everything's in the blockchain exactly okay yeah. so Basically, I'm a big fan of like NFTs. I believe that this is like the future and this is the way of the future, even more like than cryptocurrencies and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just so different. And it's like, I'm like, okay, this is the future. This is the future. I'm inside the future right now. <laughs> all of our future. You are in the, we are pioneers. Like, we are pioneers. In 20 years, we're going to look back and say, you were in NFTs in 2022? Yeah. 
And the best thing about all this is that if you start off early on, then, you know, you kind of position yourself better for the future. Kind of like, you know, when I grew my Instagram and all that kind of social media stuff, it's like once you start early on, then it's like you already have leverage over, you know, the future. That's your brand now. Your NFT is going to be your next evolution of your brand. Exactly. So what I love about NFTs, too, is that, you know, you actually... Uh, combine a lot of NFTs with like, you know, social causes or foundations or, you know, something to help um, somebody or something or some kind of foundation, right? So what made you think of like, you know, this is the a great way for NFT um, to like kind of combine forces with good? Sure. So when I first started NFT, you know, I was learning. I didn't know what, like everybody else, we were learning as we, we went, right? And I saw the ups, I saw the downs. And I typically was always on Instagram. And I'm, I'm sure you too, right? That's kind of yeah. where, where we do our damage. Um, that's where I built my brand. And I don't know, about four months ago, my staff kept saying, like, you got to go on Twitter. Twitter is where NFT lives. And I was never on, like, I had Twitter 12 years ago. I registered my Twitter and I didn't use it in 12 years, probably. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't... Yeah. I wasn't on it. I had a thousand followers. Like I didn't, it wasn't my thing. Like I wasn't usually so vocal. It was more Instagram, but I got on Twitter and I realized, holy fuck, this is like the real deal. This is where NFT really lives. This is where the real people are. You know, this is where the people that need help or, or whatever the case is. This is where the community really lives. Instagram's cool, but you're never going to get that one-on-one connection with someone on Instagram like you do on Twitter. And I started off, I wanted to, once I understood the challenges of NFTs in Twitter, I wanted to use my following and my status to help people. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know how. Then I realized I started buying people's NFTs. Um, and I always knew there was a problem. It, it, it was very male-oriented NFTs, and it was very first-world-oriented. But that's just such a small segment of the planet. Um, so I originally started incorporating, you know, featuring females on at NFT Instagram um, but I realized that I could do more. And yeah. once I tapped into the Twitter worlds, I never went back to Instagram. Like it, it really blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And I made a promise um, that I'm going to buy at least one NFT from a, an unknown artist or a rising star artist for every single day for 2022. Wow. Um, and I did that. I did that for a reason to prove a point. Yeah. So Going back about seven months ago, I was talking to my buddy, Terry Cruz, and he said to me, and this is what, this is what actually inspired me to do what I do now, but buying NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he wanted, when he was trying to get into crypto, he, he saw it as a, 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 an equality opportunity. And I didn't understand fully at that point. He said, you know, I'm a big black dude. I'm a celebrity. But in 2021, I, can, I walk out of a department store in New York. and I still can't flag a cab because I'm a big black guy, but crypto has no face to it. Right. And then it kind of a bell went off or a light bulb went off. And and I realized we can actually create equality on the planet with NFTs. So what we do is when I buy an NFT every day, I'll I'll tweet buy an NFT. I'll get 3000, 4000, 5000 comments every single day. And I'll go through all of them and I'll pick one and I'll base it strictly on the art. I'm not going to, I don't go to their profile pictures. I don't want to discriminate. 
I don't want to pick a, a male or a female or someone who's socially popular or whatever the case is. I focus strictly on the art. Yeah. And I'm collecting people's Genesis pieces, people's first, you know, people who just like, I bought their NFT and they say to me, I can eat this week. And I'm like, what the, f- you can eat this week. That doesn't make sense. Like, how am I blinded to this? So I kept doing it. And I remember one, one girl uh, came on one of my spaces and she said, you don't know me, but you bought my NFT with your random NFTs that you buy every day. And she goes, I live in war struck in Sudan. She goes, wow. we can't get a job because everything's, you know, it's a, it's a civil war there. It's just everything's in disarray. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we can't, you know, barely pay our, we can't pay our rent. We can't, we can barely eat. And they were going to be forced to leave the country with refugee status, right? Imagine you lived in America and you live in LA, right? And yeah. someone's like, well, get the fuck out because, you know, this is a war and that's where you're from. Like, you don't want that opportunity. You don't want that. And she goes, you bought my team. You didn't realize it, but you actually, what, what you actually gave me a month of rent and allowed me, and that money allowed me to feed my family. Now I'm a full-time artist and I live and I didn't have to leave my country. Yeah. I'm like, holy, it blew my mind. I'm like, what? Like, I'm, I had no clue that this is what I was doing. And then I just got, started getting deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And I realized, like, I have a lot of fucking power. And I can change someone's life. And I know when I'm buying their NFT, I know the money is going directly to them. And it's not like a donation, like, oh, you're poor. Here's a donation. Like, it's empowering them. It gives them confidence. It gives them dignity. You know? Like, I, and these people put their, like, emotions and their heart into this one-of-one NFT. And sometimes it could be as little as 20 bucks for NFT. And they may have spent a year on that. And you don't realize that 20 bucks will allow them to eat. So the way I look at NFTs and the way I'm trying to put it out there in the universe is there is no face to NFTs. There's no color. There's no sex. There's no economic status. There are no borders. All you need is a phone and an internet connection. Yeah. And you can now enter into the world of NFT. So I really believe, you know, everyone looks at this, you know, monetary opportunity, making money, the future of the world, but we're forgetting that how we can, like, it's so easy for us to help people now. And it's, I really think that like my mission now is to create equality in the NFT space. Yeah, that I mean, that's amazing because I remember I reached out to you a while back and I was like, oh my God, this is the future. I really believe in it. And um, I noticed that there is like very like male driven. And now you guys have like a whole, you know, program, you know, helping women like in the whole NFT space is uh, Jeremy Fall, right? So like he's handling all that. And that's amazing because well, I'm like. Uh, he was a creative director. He was my creative director for NFT. And we, we started doing that together. Yeah. We started focusing. Did we do you? Or maybe we were going to do you, I think. Yeah, I was I was about to do mine like way back. And then like, you know, some of the artists, I guess they were going through some stuff. And now I'm like back at it. <laughs> like, so we just, oh, we've been talking for a year, like <laughs> wanting to work together. And we just like, we're both such yeah. busy people. We never got a line. But now I know. Like, this is even better. 
Yeah, this is the best thing because I'm like, I want my NFTs too. But like, I have my causes too. I don't know, like I, I explained it to you before about um, I'm wanting to change the law against hack uh, leak crimes so that people who are like leaking and hacking private images and videos of women or little girls or I mean, even, even boys and men, right? Uh, that they're getting more severe sentencing because it's basically digital rape. It's basically online sex trafficking. And these people are getting sentenced as hackers, as someone who's committing a hack crime on like an email or something, but they're actually committing a sex crime. And it's not just one woman or one little girl. It's like hundreds and thousands and they're like making millions and millions of dollars of just uploading to porn sites and google how is this happening in 2022 though that's what i don't understand well i believe that the laws are so outdated the justice department is outdated uh, like the lawyer the lawyers the judges like everything is so outdated right now and they haven't kept up with technology and uh the laws need a you know, keep up with technology, but you know, someone that's a hacker, they're already up to date on all the technology, all of the, you oh, know, yeah. stuff. So they, they know what they're doing, but you know, the justice department, all of that whole system is kind of outdated. So yeah. Is your initiative right now? What was that? This is, this is one of your initiatives right now you're doing. Yeah. That's what I'm working that's, on. So how can I help? Uh, well, call up the Justice Department and say, oh. hey, we need laws. <laughs> Go and knock on the door. Oh. Like. <laughs> Power of numbers. Hi, it's uh, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I'm this in the process of like writing a legislation and all that. So, you know, it, it could actually be done. But when I talk to politicians and when I talk to, you know, um, like lobbyists and stuff, they're all like, well, you know, what we want is like, you know, money or like a major name celebrity attached to it. And that's basically what gives them incentive to changing the laws. But <laughs> I'm like, like that's, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, if it needs to be changed, you shouldn't have to. There should be, a you know, some sort of motive. It's like if it requires change and you hear it from a, a beautiful human being telling you this is actually digital rape or however you want to cause it that's that's got to change yeah it's crazy and then later on what happens too is that the sites uh they have a system in place it's called the fingerprint stamp system but nobody wants to implement it unless you're like know someone that knows someone that can pull some strings you know so if this happens to a little 12 year old girl and they're sending like emails to these sites like please take down this video i was raped in this video and my rapist you know like recorded it and then profited from it there they take weeks to take it down and then it gets re uploaded the next day like it just makes no sense why aren't yeah, there i didn't actually never lose it yeah, nobody really knows. And like, yeah, I think a lot of people even like when they surf the internet, they like look, you know, at porn or whatever. They don't even know that a lot of the content on there is without consent because anyone can upload. All they need is just an email address. And it's crazy how like everything else has so many laws and restrictions. But, you know, these sites like in Google, everything is like you can upload anything, do anything you want. So... That blows my mind. That, that, yeah. That, like, crazy how, like, naive we are. Like, I, that never crossed my mind. And that's just, 
it's it's like scary actually yeah what it if, is it's okay. auto, god forbid you know what i mean yeah and it could happen to anyone like right now we could be talking and somebody's hacking into this whole system <laughs> i mean yeah. i've been hacked a lot I, I get hacked like once a week unfortunately just given the nature of who i am and the business i'm in i've been a victim for you know i've lost a significant amount of money but like that's the nature of the beast sometimes yeah you know, it's like it's like the great thing about the internet and nfts and the future it's like you have your you have your free you get your financial freedom you get your independence you can become who you are but you can be anonymous too right and you can do all this shit behind a profile picture or a screen. Yeah. And, and 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 that's gotta stop because when there's so much good opportunity in the space it brings the bad too unfortunately and people like to be exploit they like to exploit for money and it's just yeah how did you stop that though like we live like the, the cyber world is so insanely big and like how can you put a stop to that you even if you go to put a law in place to what you're trying to achieve mm-hmm. here like how do we actually stop it well for instance there's a couple of hackers they already got you know the fbi found them and everything and then when they got sentenced they got sentenced as hackers and they can come out and basically, you know, stalk the per- people that they want to stalk or keep uploading or profiting for people and hacking them. But they're not being a registered sex offender, you know, so you can't even like it should be a registered sex offender. basically. Yeah, that's one option. And then another like the big picture for people that are hiding behind the screens, like, you know, you and me were in front of the screen, we're showing our faces and. Everybody knows who we are, right? But anyone can be behind the screen and they can intentionally want to hurt you and send you death threats or whatever, but right? No consequence. I get death threats all the time. Like they'll, they'll threaten to slit my kids' wrists, but there's no con our, our throats, but there's there's no consequences. I don't even know who these people are. What am I going to so, do? A great idea would be to you know have everyone upload their ID when they create accounts and like have their information in place because. This is not right. Like there needs to be some kind of order, some kind of security online, Um, you know, because this is like how a lot of crimes are happening right now. It's all online based. It's it's, it's cowardly, actually. Yeah. You you do this, you're anonymous, you cause, you steal, you you fuck with people, and then you're just, there's no consequences because no one knows who you are. And they use VPNs and they use fake names and I don't know. I, I, we can go into deeper on that because I, yeah. I, I understand the challenge from the NFT space. I didn't yeah. obviously know from, you know, digital rape. I don't know how you want to call it, but yeah. like, yeah, that's scary. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but basically it needs to be just like, they need to be sentenced as someone who's committing a sex crime and not Absolutely. just like a hack crime. Like they hack somebody's email or something, you know, it's so crazy to me. Like, wow, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. So yeah, if you can help me, help me any way you can. I'd love to. We'll talk after this. I'd love to. Cool. So let's uh, talk about other stuff too, because I'm like, I have you on here. I want to ask you so many questions about so many (laughs) different things. I like read up on you and I'm so impressed with all of the stuff that you accomplished at such a young age. And I'm like, wow. Like I like knew about the whole NFT stuff, but then I was like, oh my God, he was a manager of Evander Holyfield and he works with all (laughs) these athletes. And then on top of that, like he owned like Playline and Leverage and like he used to be like, like, um, uh, you used to uh, have, like, well, buy content for, like, the TV station in Toronto, right? So, 
it's been a ride, man. It's been a ride. You know, I, yeah. I, I to be honest, I like I've liked to try to stay under the radar my whole life. Um, you know, I, I just I love business. I love succeeding. I love building stuff. Um, and you know, I build Playline with my business partners, um, the former UFC champ of the world, Michael Bisping, mm-hmm. uh, Roy Hibbert, who's the former two-time NBA All-Star, and, and my partner, Aaron Nebreskin. Um, and, and we built Playline together about six years ago and built it to the largest sports lottery in the world. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. And one day went from millions of dollars in revenue to nothing because sports ended in the day. So I, so I was like, holy fuck, now what? Like, I just built my dream. I built, I've accomplished everything I wanted to, and I'm back to square one and back to zero. And that, you know, it was, it was a struck of luck, though, that opened the door to get into NFTs for me, mm-hmm. um, which was the ultimate sacrifice, I think, because NFTs, like, they, they've changed the world and they will continue to change the world. And this is, it's such a, a, a monumental change, you know? And that's why I said, like, we built that NFT, like it was a cultural revolution. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen this since the dot-com boom. And we're old enough. I know, I think we're the same age. We're old enough to remember that, but we were too young enough to enjoy it. Yeah. And this is <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and now, now we do. Now it's our turn and we yeah. are, we're the talent now in this space. And I think, I think it's, it's, we've just scratched the surface. Like we're at the bottom of the first inning NFT still. Yeah, I mean, it's in the beginning still. So that's why I'm like, I want to get in faster. Come on, hurry up. <laughs> so they're smart for not rushing it. You actually yeah. are. Because let people make mistakes, mm-hmm. right? This industry is not going anywhere. It's only getting bigger. Yeah. And you're learning from it. Like you can tell you, you processed it. You could have jumped in day one and just went for a cash grab, but you didn't. And I respect you for that, which is why I told you when you're ready, I'll be there for you. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I'm like, yes, let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> right now. Cut the yeah, stuff. right now. <laughs> Not right now. Let's get it done, you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm like, to me, I'm just like, wow, like you accomplished so much. And it's like, what's so crazy to me? Like everybody knows like Mark Cuban and like these names, you know, because yeah, like you said, they're in the public eye kind of thing. But with your name, like, you done so much, but it's good still because you could still kind of like be out there if you want, but then you can also like be in the background or, you know, behind the scenes. But like, <laughs> like, what do you, what do you think is like your next uh, project and what are you going to get into next? What is like the goals next? The, the next goals are keep evolving the NFT space and, and changing the world now with NFTs. I'd like to change the world with NFTs and it sounds crazy to think, but I have, I have in this, in, in the context of NFT, I have that power. Um, I need more people to, to join me and, you know, believe in the mission, understand it, not just do it because you're a celebrity, but like understand that shit, there's people in this world that are, are actually amazing artists and amazing human beings. But unfortunately they grew up in bad environments or difficult environments or third world countries. And we don't realize how lucky we are. Mm-hmm. You know, living in North America and every opportunity is there for us. So I, I, I'd like to continue evolving the space and educating people. And I'm putting a more emphasis on educating people because now I'm, I've learned en- enough and I've made enough good choices and bad choices to know, you know, how to advise people or give, you know, or, or guide people. And I never did before. Cause I like, before I give someone 
any any advice in business or life like I like to make sure I know what I'm talking about yeah so so you know I have and like like I said we're in the bottom of the first inning and like my my real focus is on the NFT community right now and just you know educating people and onboarding more people to come in like when we built the Instagram account like we were at 1.7 million followers and like, like that, like we were, cause we were the only one and we were just, yeah. you know, we were just so strong. Like we were growing like 20, 25,000 followers a day organically, never spent a dollar yeah. on ads or anything that just goes to show, you know, how important the mission we were on. So my goal is to continue that mm-hmm. and help and and help but not like it's easy to give your money right it's so easy to do that but it's it's a lot harder to actually do it yourself and buy someone's art and give them a platform because maybe they don't have a platform for themselves but they deserve one and give them my platform to showcase who they yeah, are exactly so okay i i'm for sure gonna help you and your mission and all that good stuff but if anybody else wants to join like how can they help you in this you know what? Right now, the best way is just DM me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get thousands of DMs a day, but I, I do my best to try to go through them all um, and just support an artist. Just support an artist from a third world country, a female, someone who clearly doesn't have the same opportunities as you had based on just where they were born, unfortunately. Yeah. Feels good to do good. Of course. Yeah. Like, it feels good to change someone's life. It's you can spend fifty. Think about that. You can spend fifty dollars mm-hmm. on someone's NFT, and it's not like you're blowing your money. You have something tangible. Mm-hmm. You you can change someone's fucking life for fifty bucks, and 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 and, they, and you can allow them to maintain their dignity while doing it because you purchased their work, and it's there's so much emotion in their work. And like, you really connect with that people. There's so many people like uh, that I bought NFTs from, like I have hundreds, if not thousands. I, I like to know the people, you know, I, I hit them up after I'm like, amazing. Like, I'm so glad to be a collector. And they're like freaking out. Oh my God, Jim, yeah. my work. And I'm like saying like, I'm so happy to support you. I'm so yeah. happy to mean so much. that like, I can do this for you. Yeah. And then like, you focus on compassion like i'm really focused on compassion and empathy and like i've done so well financially and i i just i i giving my money away is not the answer no. doing yeah. helping people like when i buy someone's nft i'll go through these thousands of comments and then i'll post it on my twitter which mm-hmm. my game is like pretty serious and now they're now being exposed to you know hundred thousand people like it's it's pretty amazing kind of the ecosystem I'm creating in my Twitter account. And that's like, that's, that's, I, I would just DM me, buy someone's art, show me that you care. Talk to me. Like I prefer to talk to just regular people. Like, you know, I was always raised to treat, you know, the CEO, the same as a janitor. And like, I fuck with the janitors more honestly, because like you get, you know what, you know what you're going to get with someone yeah. in that position. And, and that's what NFT is all about right now. It's just like helping people, and, and it's all it's all community based. It really is. And the, for instance, somebody wants to follow you on Twitter. Where can they find you? Uh, JF underscore NFT. And then is there like any other platforms that they can find you on? Or is it mainly like Twitter? 
Well, yeah, I, I'm, 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 well, you know me from Instagram. I'm, I'm yeah. at JF on Instagram and, you know, I own at NFT on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok. I have a Snapchat partnership. But I would say anywhere you see the ad sign NFT, that's, yeah. that's me. <laughs> that's yeah, me. He's, he's everywhere, you guys. <laughs> I'm everywhere in the NFT space. <laughs> He's but, like inside the art, like with eyes, like. <laughs> I really, here's the thing, like, which was crazy because every project came to us in some capacity, every artist, I feel like. So we yes. were able to see what was going to happen before it happened. Cause like we were vetting these, 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 you know, these, these projects or whatever, we were vetting them out. So it's pretty cool to see how it evolved, you know, when you kind of like see a glimpse of the future a bit. Um, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, no, it's super cool. I, I like love everything about it. And especially like when I was growing up, I was doing a lot of art and stuff like that. And I remember my mom was like, oh, why are you going to focus on art? You know, you're not going to make no, money in that. it. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, typical Persian mom, like become a dentist or doctor. Like, <laughs> and typical I was like, Jewish mom too, trust me. <laughs> yeah, my mom is a exactly. dentist and I'm over there like 12 years old like learning how to Be do creative. dental stuff and i'm like i want to do art and i'm an artist you know why you did it right you know why you did it right what you hit me up early yeah you were early in nft and yeah. you still haven't dropped anything no because you realize the value of your brand you drop an nft it doesn't do well mm-hmm. but there's a multitude of reasons it could be a, a, a bear market it could be ETH is down or up or whatever the case is. Yeah. You have one shot. You go in there, you drop your NFT, mm-hmm. fails, and may it be out of your control, you're a victim now. Your brand is a victim. Oh, right? yeah. So That's people are looking. Right. You, you can drop a, a collection. This is how NFT works. You can drop a collection mm-hmm. and make, you know, 10,000, a collection of 10,000, whatever. Yeah. Even if you make 9 million of that 10 million because you didn't yes. sell out, that's still a failure. Right. So it, really? it's all about, yeah. And beyond that, if you're, if your floor drops on your project, cause you're not fulfilling your obligations that you promised people when they bought your NFT, mm-hmm. that's still going to hurt you. Right. So there's a lot more to an NFT than just dropping art. Yeah. And with like floor, we're not talking about like pelvic floor now. Like, (laughs) we're talking about empty floor. (laughs) (laughs) Drop it like it's hot. (laughs) No, not that one. (laughs) Yeah, that's the wrong kind of floor. (laughs) But I didn't know that, but there's so many like aspects of it. Like, what's so tricky with the whole nft thing it's like yeah i i know it's the future i know all that but at the same time because it's like the future kind of thing you you really don't know like what's gonna happen how is it gonna play out and with a lot of people they're creating nfts and you really don't know what's gonna like take off and what's not right like there's no formula to like make it successful basically really you don't because the industry changes every day yeah. And, and again, we're like, we're in year two or ish, you know what I mean? Like, it's still, it's just like the, the beginning still. So I don't, you can be the biggest artist in the world. And if you drop your project and, you know, there's a war that, or like, a, you know, the war going on now, like there's so many variables to consider. And no matter how good you are, you may not succeed and you may, or it could be the opposite. Like you just be a first time artist and whatever you put out there just blew up. Like look at board apes. 
Yeah. I thought, think about it. Board Apes launched about a year ago mm-hmm. and it didn't even sell out. And I don't know, it was two, 300 bucks to, to buy one. Buy one. I just bought the most expensive ape set on chain for 800 ETH. Mm-hmm. And I found it at NFT and I didn't have the vision to buy that same thing for $300. So it's the beauty of the space is no one fucking knows. I don't care what they tell you. No one knows what's going to happen in the metaverse. No one knows. And that's also what makes it so exciting because it's so pure and fresh. And we have the opportunity to write that story. So that's why I want to help people and, you know, buy NFTs every day. Cause like, I want to, when, when they come, when, when I die and they look at my story, I don't want them to say I found an NFT. I want them to say like, I, I help people yeah. change their, their lives. Yeah. And I think right now, like people are like, oh, NFT and, you know, all of the great stuff that you accomplished, but they don't maybe necessarily like know all of the good that you're doing with your life. Like, you know, like you're telling me right now, like about all of the good that you're doing with like investing in like NFTs that you love the art or whatnot. And it's helping all these people helping, you know, women or people of different colors and races and all kinds of stuff, which is so interesting because I like, I think people, they just see like the digital stuff and they don't really read into anything or, you know, like, that's why I think this podcast is so great because it's like it's giving you oh, the opportunity great. to, you know, kind of show who you are as a person instead of just like, oh, that guy on there, like, you know, JF on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever, you know, like they, they don't know. They just see the NFT. Get to know me. Get to know me, you know, yeah. like, look, I got to know you. You're a beautiful human being. But Thanks. if I didn't, if I didn't <laughs> speak to you. And we just like went back and forth on DMs like we did, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I wouldn't know you're a beautiful human being. And that's like with NFTs, like I do spaces. I don't know if you do Twitter spaces, but they're really great. Yeah. You, really, you should come on with me. I got all the amazing Junes, all my Persians that come follow and, and, and join my, my room. So they love yeah. to see. It. That's the way to get into the community, like touch people. Like it takes such a little time of your life, but you don't realize the impact you're making on them. Like remember before you were famous? Remember before you had any followers yeah. and someone else was famous and like, you're like, I want to be like them or whatever the case is, or you comment on their Twitter and they liked it or responded. And you like, were so excited, mind blown. Right. Yeah. So I remember those moments when I was that person. Right. So I, I try to respond to as many people as I can. I try to be on the spaces, the smallest spaces. Right. Cause I know they need the help. Yeah. I try to respond to everyone's DMS. Right. And like, mm-hmm. that's what we, that's the easiest thing we can do. That's like low hanging fruit. It's so yeah. simple for us. I mean, with Twitter, I always like follow people back or like, you know, sometimes I DM them and I'm, I'm saying like, hi and stuff like that. I try as much as possible, but there's only one me. So I'm like, yeah, you that's know, the problem. Constantly. Big. it's like, I can't respond to everyone. It's not yeah. like, oh, 12 people comment and now it's 12,000. Know? Yeah. You're just like, holy moly. Like, and then sometimes you get like people like, oh, you missed me. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. It's not like I did it like intentionally, you know, like it's a lot it's of nice work. To connect with them, though. It is a lot of work, but like, Put the extra work in and, and you realize how, how much it impacts someone's life. Yeah, when you were telling me about the the $20, like you bought somebody's NFT for only $20 and 
and how much that $20 or $50 can do. And I just remember like growing up in Sweden and I was just like really broke when I like I started my university and all that stuff. And I literally had only like $50 a month <laughs> to like, uh, you know, for groceries. And I was just like, oh, my God, I only have 50 bucks. And um, which is so funny because it was like I was broke, but I, I saved all my money and I bought my first apartment. So at 18, I had my first wow. apartment, but I was broke. Like I had no food yeah. to eat. <laughs> and that was the apartments. Yeah, go ahead. Go shelter. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> at least I'm living good, but like I can't eat anything. It was just the dumbest You're an thing. independent woman, though. You're a power woman. <laughs> yeah. That's what you are. Like, You're a fucking power woman. But it was so funny. You are. Because- and NFT needs, though. Yeah. They need people like you. They need independent females to show, like, you can do it. You can. I, I mean, can. I lived off of, like, noodles and dollar pizzas, and that was it. And the dollar pizzas <laughs> were, like, they were, like, the fancy dinners. Like, whoa. You know? So, like, they, I, they, I totally they don't realize it. what we've been through, right? Yeah. Like, you, look, you, you look like you have an amazing life, right? But they don't understand what it took to get here. And I try to remind people, like, I was in, I, not only was I, you know, like nothing, I owed the bank, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. I was taking money out of my house. Like, I was struggling to survive. Yeah. And I just remember that feeling. And I don't, I try to remind myself, like, not to change because you're in a different situation in life. Because you never know when you can get back to that. And I tell people all the time, like, you think it's so hard, but it is hard. But look at me. I yeah. started with one follower. I didn't get any fucking, no one gave me a boost, right? So you can do it too. Yeah. Because I was once you. I was once this, with, with no followers, with no relationships, with no resources, with no money. But I just believed in myself. And I just yeah. believed in myself. Just like you believe in yourself. You look at 50 bucks a week to live and you're like how can someone live off that but look at you now yeah you're running and, an amazing podcast and you know you're such an intelligent person and people and don't understand like the struggle was real the struggle has always been real and that's what i i think a lot of people don't understand like all of the sleepless nights and all of the sacrifices and all they just sacrifices. see the exterior of like oh my god you know this person have these many followers or they making this much money they don't know what it took to get there and how hard it's been and for anyone that wants to be successful it's not going to be easy it's you got to put in the work there's no supposed to be though everybody would would be successful right true and like I think people think, oh, they're shortcuts or they they only got it because of their good looks or their connections or their family. And, you know, like in my experience, like family, friends, like those were the people that did not support at all. And you just got to go do yourself because everyone has their own fucking problems that you don't know about. Right. Yeah. You just believe in yourself. You have one life. You have one fucking life. Do you want to be a sheep or do you want to be a wolf? And yeah. that's and you get you get to decide. And you can be and a nice wolf. <laughs> you don't have to be but, like a but, bloodthirsty but, one. Like you don't have, like, a, like a good healthy like a, like, a baby wolf. Yeah. A cute baby wolf. <laughs> you could be a, like a like a lone wolf that goes around and helps uh, other people, Just you know. The helpful wolf, you know, like yeah. the packs <laughs> of wolves coming. <laughs> Be the nice pack of wolf. I want to be the nice. I want to be the nice wolf. 
like a but vegetarian I, wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I like meat. I don't know. I love steak, but yeah, I would do. I would sacrifice for the people. <laughs> yeah. I like I like meat too much. Like I I spent a whole month just like eating meat because I think my iron was low. So yeah, I need my meat. <laughs> you know uh, I, love, I, I don't go a day without meat i actually went vegetarian i went vegan sorry for like four or five months i felt great but it was a hardest thing like it was yeah. so difficult well i i did the whole vegan thing and i noticed like i started getting injured a lot like so so i think something about the meat or like it yeah. doesn't have to be actual meat but like fish or you know some kind of proteins of meat you know like you need it, your body needs it, but everybody's different. So maybe it works for me like this certain way. And then somebody else's yeah. stuff, you know, something Everyone's else. Everyone's different. I actually, I did a cool program recently. Uh, Carter, my buddy Carter, Paris Hilton's husband actually recommended to go see this doctor and he takes your blood work and he basically tells you every single thing, every organ in your body that's wrong with you, or that's lacking this or lacking that. It was like, and he basically said to me, like, I work 24-7. Like, yeah. NFT does not stop. And I'm sure you do, too. I, I got three kids, but I just go, 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 go. I got the best wife in the world that supports me. So, so it's, 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 it's a lot easier. But he said to me, you know, and like people like us, we travel a lot. We're, you know, constantly working. And he goes, your, bo- your biological body is the age of a 59-year-old. And I'm like, that's what? Like, what? Like, for oh. real? Yeah. And he goes, if you keep doing what you're doing for a few more years, you're going to die. Cause that's how hardcore it goes. So he basically broke down like everything. I was insufficient, all my issues and gave, you know, uh, I don't know if you ever, have you ever done the IV for like vitamins? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he kind of just fed me with like everything I'm deficient and just constantly serving me now, but it's like, you, you you work so hard to be successful and yeah. when you get there you're like holy shit i've been i've been like sacrificing my my, my body and my health and like yeah. kids i got twins i know you have a you have a daughter right no no, no i don't have any uh, kids. <laughs> kids oh my god i thought you did um i got three kids i i have i have twins mm-hmm. or two and a half twin boys cruise and rain yeah um, my babies and i have my daughter navy who's eight months and juggling that right and and trying to build an empire the last thing you think about is what you're eating what you're drinking you know what I mean yeah. like you, you're focusing on success and you, you know people like us like the law of attraction like you want something I don't give a fuck who's in your way like we're gonna get it you yeah know? And, there's like no other way yeah no other way there no is not an answer in life and I'm trying to take that same mentality and like show people like if you just fucking believe in yourself and you just say no and you don't take no for an answer, like you're going to get there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And then a- another thing is too, like, you know, when you're on the go, the easiest thing is just to grab something quick to eat because you're not yeah. even thinking about the food or the health or the nutrition. Like this whole COVID thing was kind of like a blessing in the disguise, like, you know, because I had so many people around me passing away. And I don't know what happened to my body, but all of a sudden. I have, by I- the way, I have COVID right now. <laughs> oh yeah 
I'm currently in quarantine. Yeah, well, like, no it's good that we're doing Zoom, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to meet you in person, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean, you you still look like you're doing good considering you got, like. Other than this big-ass beard I got going, and my quarantine beard, but. Yeah, you could just, like, fold up the beard and it turns well, into, well, like, a. Gray. Oh. Are we still here? Yeah, I'm still here. You could just okay. fold up the beard and it turns into like a mask or something, you know? I mean, I, I would, I would, my wife <laughs> calling me, baby, I'm, I'm doing an iPad. I'm doing an iPad. I'm doing a um, podcast. Calling back. I love you. Sorry, oh, she kept calling. I wish I had a wife. That's like so good. Uh, like, like a. Wife's house- a ass, man. Is she like a housewife or like is she like yeah. a businesswoman? Yeah. What does she do? She's she's a house she's a housewife, but she wants like she would like to work. But yeah. work like I, I love I want to raise my children the right way, right? And yeah, I work yeah. from home most of the time, so like I'm a very hands on father. Yeah. Um, that's but great. like we're just a team. That that's what people like. We don't fight. We just like. I don't cheat. Like, I just love my wife. I love my family. And we're just like 50, 50, right? Yeah. Every dollar I make, we make everything she accomplishes. We accomplish. Mm-hmm. And that's how we raise our children together. And that's, that's same how it should be. And that's how it works. If, if yeah. there's imbalance or the guy makes the money and he feels like he's more powerful, well, yeah. get, get rid of that guy. Cause that's already the big first mistake to having. Well, yeah, I think for me as a woman, it's like hard to find someone that's like, you know, like, uh, you know like supports you with your career and with your things and also like you know eventually when there's like a family unit and there's kids or something then it's going to automatically be on me as a woman like to do everything right so like I think just finding a balance I think like everything right now in society is kind of off with everything like you know like women men and like the laws and the like um the races and like equality everywhere the world the world's in a weird weird place and i think that's kind of like nfts like in my mind it's like refreshing like restarting like let's hit the reset button and let's try something new yeah different direction in life because whatever we're doing now is not working yeah, but I think it's a good thing because it's like kind of waking people up to like, hey, this is what's going on and it needs to be fixed because it's really bad right now. <laughs> you know? It is, it is. But like everything, you know, you got you to see a little rain before the sunshine comes out. So I think it's I think it's a blessing in the skies. And, and, you know, I try to look at everything like positive. So even yeah. when bad things happen, like I see the good in it and that's just how my, I train my brain. And there's good coming out of COVID. There really is a lot of good. There's a lot of bad, but yeah, you know, it's part of the process. For sure. But um, I'm not gonna keep you on here much longer because I, I can talk to you forever. Yeah, we could just like stay <laughs> on, like <laughs> a good chemistry. <laughs> so yeah, right. Like I'm gonna keep um, like all your links in the description. So if anybody wants to follow Jason, they can follow him on his Twitter, and um, his link will be in the description and all that good stuff. But thank you so much, Jason, for joining oh, me amazing. today. You're such a Love sweetheart, awesome. and like. You know, this was like the best uh, podcast ever. I'm gonna like talk to you forever. As <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said, I don't, do, I don't, I don't like doing podcasts. I, I like to yeah. maintain my privacy, you know, and, and I like to just be like a family man, a family dad. And yeah. but like I, I said, this was this was a pleasure. It was such a honest, you know, real 
conversation. And I think that's what we're missing a little bit in this world is just the realness. Yeah. So I, I thank you for Literally. having me. And, and, you know, you're a real mother. I was going to say you're a real <laughs> motherfucker, but you are. <laughs> <laughs> Go in there. Fuck it yeah, up. Well, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> With my pelvic floor. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, we're going to do NFTs. I'm going to help you when you're ready. And okay. we'll do it. For sure. Sounds Thank good? you so much. My um, pleasure. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You're awesome. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye.